Welcome to The Open Bell, a podcast for trumpet players, by trumpet players, and a cornet guy. I'm your host, Bill Stoneman, and I'm joined by my good friends and fellow trumpet geeks, Joey Tartell and the Quamptquisity, Brian Appleby Weinberg. This episode of The Open Bell is brought to you by the World Trumpet Federation. Our goal from the beginning is to have you think WTF every time you need valuable information about the trumpet and trumpeting life, which is why we're here to bring you to the masses all the truths about musicianship, practicing, teaching, and life. The WTF is home to blogs, articles, videos, helpful lists, and not-so-helpful lists that are at least mildly entertaining. The WTF is your one-stop shopping headquarters for all things trumpet. Just head on over to worldtrumpetfederation.com and check us out. And by Trumpeter's Multi-Track Competition and Seminars. The Trumpeter's Multi-Track Competition is a new competition and accompanying seminar designed to not only facilitate excellence in terms of producing and designing multi-track recordings, but to also teach and promote creators who want to pioneer the art. Their goal is to encourage the trumpet community to develop their creativity through video creation, which they believe will be an integral part of many future careers in the music field. The January 15 deadline for your submissions is approaching, so go to www.trumpetmtc.org for more details on how you can participate. Now, our own Joey Tartell has served as a judge for the Trumpeters Multitrack Competition, and Joey, I remember you being very impressed with this. I can't see very that pose, impressed. Joey. <laughs> <laughs> very impressed. There were a lot of uh, very creative uh, and musical entries. I really enjoyed the first time around. I'm sure the second time will be just as good. Very cool. Well, listen, folks, check it out. Uh, proud to have them on board here with the Open Bell as a sponsor. That is www.trumpetmtc.org for details about the competition and some very impressive cash prizes. First place, $2,000. Oh, nice. The Open Bell podcast is comprised of three segments, warming up a couple things and no offense. We use these segments for qualified quizquillus quidnunc that we believe is at least entertaining to equip some quadrivium of trumpeters. Gentlemen, shall we? Each week, Warming Up is brought to you by Chop Saber, the perfect all-natural lip treatment created by the one and only Dan the Man Gosling. So we've gone over to ChopSaber.com and order yours today. In fact, buy a bunch and share them with your friends. They make great stocking stuffers. And new for 2022, Chop Saber for Cornet. The tube is actually the same length. It just looks shorter. Oh, hey, Brian, what do you have for us today? <laughs> and sounds prettier. Um, so it will surprise no one that I'm confused. And here's <laughs> that's not news. Here, here's here's why I'm confused. So um, I have in the past used a, an adapter from on my cornet mouthpiece to put it into a trumpet to sort of simulate like a rotary valve C trumpet feel. Here we go. And sound. Um, so I have an adapter that I really like that works really well for, for that situation. I've, I've used it in the orchestra I play with. We've done some classical literature. Um, conductor really liked it. Easy to play in tune. Beautiful sound. Not nearly as bright as my C trumpet. And um, at school uh, a couple of weeks ago, the orchestra did Mozart 41. And students are playing and I thought you know of course it'd be great if they played rotaries but it's fine for them to play C trumpets but maybe since they both play in the brass band 
they could use their cornet mouthpieces on their trumpets with adapters. So I gave one of them the adapter I have, and I ordered, I've now ordered, I think, six different versions of cornet adapters. None of them really work. Do you? <laughs> well, so... I agree with the last part. That's my favorite part of this story. None of them really work. Which one is yours? I don't know. I got it so long ago. I thought it was a Bob Reeves, but I ordered two Bob Reeves adapters and they, they don't fit. I actually, um, they sort of work for the wick, which is a larger shank. Um, but they don't work with the picket, um, shank. And so I called Peter and said, Hey, you know, do you guys have adapters that work for your shank? Um, and they said, no, we don't. But here's why it's odd because I'm so happy with Peter right now. <laughs> Peter said, "New phone. Who's yeah. this? Yeah. Who this? Who this?" <laughs> um, so my my like the cornet, my cornet I have, the best one I have, works with a Dennis Wick mouthpiece. It also works with a Picket mouthpiece. They go in the same. So why doesn't the adapter work the same way? Like it seems like they're not that different. Well, they are different. Uh, the shanks are different on those mouthpieces because they'll go into different lengths and they flare uh, differently on the way down and way up. Yeah, it's but they both work, you know, fine in, in a Besson. Um, well, of course, because the, the receivers are built for anything with a coronet shank. If you're using uh -huh. an adapter, that's considerably shorter. Yeah. So you're taking, it's a, a, a smaller margin of error. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. They don't fit like the re the receiver itself is too big. Like it goes all the way in and bottoms out and doesn't form a seal. So we had to use some paper. So we wrapped some paper around the mouthpiece and, and that worked and the conductor was happy and the students were happy. But I think there's a need for court. And I think I didn't, there I isn't. Think I, <laughs> no, no, I don't think I made it up. I think somebody told me about it. Like it was a Phil Smith thing or something. This I'm making that like, part up. It sounds like you just need the Carl Hammond flugel to trumpet thing and forget about it. Or, something or like that. Just play thing. a trumpet and get a trumpet sound out of a trumpet. <laughs> but, he, but he's trying to get a rotary sound out of a trumpet. A piss, of a, Out of a piston valve. Well, th this is the problem. If you truly <laughs> want the rotary sound... Get a rotary. Buy, buy, buy a Vimon for $5,000. I'm not sure if your goal here Five. was to irritate Joey, but you we're not even to the game yet. I've been thinking about this a lot. I was hoping to do that tonight. This is infuriating. <laughs> Essentially, what you're telling us is, Mission hey, listen, accomplished. there it is. I'll go play trumpet. Now, I'm not going to use the trumpet mouthpiece, right. but I'm also going to be upset that I can't use a cornet mouthpiece on a trumpet. a trumpet, exactly, uh, which yes. you shouldn't be able to do. <laughs> you know why? Because it's so a cornet mouthpiece, right? <laughs> right. Oh, this is insane. Right. Yeah, and I love how much time you invested in it. Yeah, and money. Is it a that? I think it's a fool's errand. Is that that's the term I'm looking for? Isn't it? Well, yes, and and never more accurate but brian you <laughs> said you have an adapter that does work correct yeah, but i need yes but i needed two because i needed one for each student so i had to get another and to get another adapter was and of course you don't know what the adapter you have is no i have no idea you're doing great work yeah yeah no markings anywhere it was you know oh, that's well, you leave the stickers on that stuff you'll know. Years. then you'll know boom <laughs> that changes the right sound back totally. around 
Exactly. Well, but he never saw that down goes Weinberg. <laughs> <laughs> he never saw it coming. <laughs> Stickers on an adapter. Who heard of such thing? Wow. Okay, thanks. Well, that, that's enough of that. <laughs> Joey, what do you have for us? I have this. Now, I don't know how much you know or other people in our generation know about TikTok. Uh, oh, uh. Did you? You said our generation? Are we all in the same generation? Sure. You're at the far uh, end of it. Go, go tell your story because I know where you're going. Yeah. So I was coaching a trumpet ensemble last week. Uh, they showed up and said, and now my students have talked to me about TikTok and whether I should get on there and be putting up stuff. And, and so I had checked it out, but I don't really know much about what's going on there, to be perfectly honest. They show up for their coaching and said, hey, listen, you're going viral on TikTok. And I said, I don't think so as I'm not <laughs> uploading anything. So they show me a video that one of my students uh, took at a master class uh, six years ago. Yeah, six years so ago. So right? I got married in 2015 on a Saturday. And on Monday, I was doing master class. So a bunch of the students, uh, one of them wrote, Marcus, we've talked about Marcus Grant here mm -hmm. before. Yeah. Wrote a quick arrangement of Here Comes the Bride. And so I walk into the master classroom. They start playing that. Mm -hmm. And so he put this video up on TikTok. And as of today, it has over three quarters of a million views. Oh yes. Gosh, so really? Yeah. Yes. Here's yes, the best does. part of this. It's fantastic. So I come home having dinner and having and talking to my 17-year-old daughter, who is very active on social media and, and has talked to me about TikTok. And I said, hey, so evidently uh, I'm on there. People TikTok are famous. checking it out. And she goes, what are you talking about? <laughs> so I tell her. She looks and then is shocked when she looks at me and said, um, it's trending? So I'm not sure whether mm -hmm. one of these two things has happened. Either one, she thinks possibly I'm incrementally more cool than she thought. Or I've ruined TikToker for her forever. <laughs> I'm not sure which it is. <laughs> but either well, way, I'm happy with all it. of the above. Here's my angle on this. I get home the other night. It was maybe the same time you found out about this. And Elliot. Yes, it was the same day. Same day. Yeah. Yep. Elliot says, hey, I got to show you something. <laughs> so he opens this thing up and he goes, check this out. And of course, you know. You and Elliot are like, you know, yeah, you're tight. My boy. So right away, he's like, it's Joey. <laughs> and shows me the video. And then he goes, look at the views. I'm like, holy crap. Like, it blew up. Now, I will say this, not to take anything away from you, because as you know, as I contend, you are at least Trumpet famous, and now you are TikTok famous. TikTok famous. <laughs> but here's the new the category. New category. New category. But let's, let's also know that Marcus, who is part of... The Trumpeters Multi-Track Competition, who our sponsor Correct. tonight. Marcus is a genius with this stuff. He's very yeah. good. He's really good with the social media thing and how much like he's like literally millions of people following his stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. Like it, it's amazing. Yeah, so Marcus I, is the one who th put this up. Right. Yeah. So I don't want to take away from your fame here, but Marcus, I mean, you got the right guy in your corner here. Marcus oh. is Oh, I'm in his corner stuff. at this point. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Cut My students sent it to me. Very too. Funny. 
my so I think I may have ruined TikTok for my daughter, <laughs> which I'm okay with. So, yeah. Bill, what do you got for us today? Uh, so this is cool because, you know, as things open up and we get back to what we're doing here, uh, playing a really great concert this Sunday uh, at Market Square Church in Harrisburg and getting to do Bach Magnificat. Oh, which yes. is so oh, cool. Time to get to do Bach. 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 And Ran Randall Bass, Gloria, and some other things. It's going to be a great concert. Um, that's not really what I want to talk about. What I want to talk about is that in that section... Hold on though, a second. Did you just start talking about what you're not talking about? Well, yeah, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm just going to mention it. <laughs> okay. We're going to have at least the third time. I know you like rules. But I'm joined. I was able to pick my section, so I picked Were you two. separated? Uh, what? From what? You said you were joined, so that means you were separated. Yes. What were you separated from? I was joined by two other trumpet players in this section because, as you know, or at least Brian does, it takes three people to play the Magnificat. Of course. There are three parts. There's three parts. So There uh, are Mel three parts, not right. theirs. That's there is. Right. You said there's, there's three, three there's parts. There's parts. No, there are three parts. Well, you, yeah, out here there's three. I don't know where people they're coming from. driving off the road listening to this. <laughs> anyway, joined by Melanie Miller and Vanessa Shank, two of my favorite uh, local trumpet players and people, too. They're awesome people. and They play great. It's, it's been a lot of fun. But the cool thing is so I'm sitting there, and I'm putting my pick, you know, get my pick out and put my mouthpiece in. And Vanessa, who I, does, I, I, don't, I don't know that she's been listening to the podcast. I don't know that either one of them do. Oh. So Vanessa says, huh, clock in your mouthpiece. Learned about that on the podcast. And I was like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> about it and i was like are you are you fall are you a hip to this she goes i'm right up to date every episode man oh my gosh she just That's recently great. retired from teaching public school so she's all over it <laughs> Plenty of time. and melanie's like i must admit i've caught a few but i i'm i gotta catch up and i'm like oh no no, no don't apologize <laughs> like <laughs> vanessa's like it's great i haven't missed one it's so That's much good terrible. stuff so there it wow. is wow i know out That's of nowhere beautiful. All right, so here's the question. You're right. playing Magnificat. You were playing I first? I am. So you're Piccolo and A. I, I like to say I'm blowing lead on Magnificat. Yeah. You could, I'm sure you like to say that. <laughs> so the second player, also yes, Piccolo and A. Melanie, Piccolo and A, yeah. So here's mm -hmm. the question. Mm -hmm. Third part, what horn? C trumpet. Cornet and E flat. Oh, oh. C. C, I think D trumpet mm -hmm. as written. Is the yeah. optimal answer there? Yeah. Yeah. No, she's playing C and sounds beautiful on it. It's yeah. great. And I don't mind it. I, I kind of like a little more to lean on there. Well, that's why I like the D trumpet. Because you think it just lines up better. Yeah. Right. See, I'm willing to give and go to the third. You want everyone to come to you. I think that's the difference in us picking those two horns. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> As we have heard before. I am playing first. You listen to me. Listen and the rest me. is bleeped. <laughs> so good. So well, I good. feel sufficiently warmed up after that. All right, boys, listen. It's time for a new game. Uh oh. We've new game. A new, a new oh, game. No. New game tonight. You're planning, you're gonna want a piece of paper and pencil, which I know you typically do. Yes. Uh Joey, get your horn. And then uh you're probably gonna want your buzzers. Oh man. Holy crap. That's that should be the this new is complicated. I Get your buzzers. It's gonna be Anton Vininger with a talk bubble, and it. I was gonna have it say you're doing it wrong, but I think <laughs> it's gonna say Joey, get your horn. I think is what it's gonna say. I like that better. There we go on the money. I have to find it. All right. What is the what is oh. this game? This new game is called It All Adds Up. Okay. 
Is this a I, math game? Because I no, like that. No, no, no. There's no math at all. I'm so excited about this. I Listen, I, just to get you guys in this, I've got a practice round for you. We're going to oh, do no. one. It's a pra- <laughs> it's good. We're going to have to practice. So what this cheating. is, it all adds up. I'm going to give you a clue, which is going to lead you to either a word or a syllable. And then all of those words or syllables will add up to be the answer. Oh, my God. Oh my God! This is going to be a train wreck. No, this is going to be awesome. And we you're do so be... well at the other games. This will be easy. Oh. Yeah, you guys have quite a, you know, track <laughs> oh record God. for doing great at these games. All right. So here's the first one. It's a, you're going to get. There's four parts. This is the test. All, this, this is, is the, the test. practice. This is just round? practice one. Okay. These four parts add up to be the answer. Are you ready? Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Blank Ohio State University. That's the first. I can't say that. Got it. That's the first part. Okay. Exclamation of surprise is the second part. That could be a million things. It sure could, but it's only one for this. I'll give you the third one. An enclosure for animals. Can I guess? Can I do the whole thing now? Can I just guess without getting the fourth clue? Oh, I guess so. If you want, you didn't ring your buzzer. Hold on. (laughs) <laughs> There's rules. Trouble. Joey. The open bell. There it is. See? He understands the game. Brian, you with us? No. Okay, so the was the first part. Exclamation Ohio of surprise State. is O. An enclosure for animals pen. is pen. And then the last rule of liberty. Got it. Which is bell. And then the O pen bell. Okay. Yep. Big trouble. All right. Now, here we go for the points. Well, see, now I want points because I got that right. Because I think that's the last one I'm getting. No, I think you're going to do well here. You're going to nail this. I think you're going to be all over this. No shot. (laughs) How many uh, words in in number one here? Already on Brian's teeth. This one only, this first one only has two parts. This is just to get you going. Okay. All right. Okay. Part one, the opposite of low. Part two, a sustained, loud, unpleasant noise. A sustained, loud, unpleasant unpleasant noise. Right. Not sure what that would be. Wow. I thought you'd get this one. This is the easy one. This is the easy one. See, we're screwed. Folding out of the gate. Well, you have the first syllable. Yeah, I've got, I've got that. There you go. Nothing. You got a hint? Uh, how about a sustained, loud, unpleasant noise? Uh, let me think. What I, what else I could say about that? No, I got nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> but I, 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 now, is this a You're syllable full. or a word? It's just a syllable. This word, this answer has two syllables. Kind of. If you put these two things together, you'll get it. I don't right. know. You got the first half, which is high. Din. Din? What's yeah. a din? The din. Over the din. Over the noise. Over the din. No. A sustained, loud, unpleasant noise. No. I, I thought no. for sure you'd You're get out. that. You're fired. High din. High din. <laughs> Minus 30 points for Ben. Nope. <laughs> no, no, no. All right. This one's going to be easier. How many? Famous how many last words. There's five. Here? There's five. No, for this one, uh, four. Four. Four syllables, four parts. No, and there's five of and these things overall. It all adds up. 
and then there's a bonus round. All right. <laughs> a place to meet for drinks. Okay. All right. Clusters, leaves, or firewood. Oh, God, come on. Say that again. Clusters, leaves, or firewood. See, you got it. I don't got it. Number three, Agent Orange. <laughs> what? I'll give you another one for that if you want. And then okay. the last one is the family dog. Oh, I need number three there. What is that? Number Agent three, I said Orange? Agent Orange, but I could say uh, the better card. A better card. Brian, is his head hurts from this. <laughs> he can't put it together. This is awful. Brian, you got anything here? A uh, bar to begin with, right? I got bar, and I got, I think, oak second, right? You are correct. Oh. And then pet for four? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Baroque trumpet. Yes. Oh, oh there it is. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Baroque Trump Pet. There it Baroque is. Trump Baroque Trump Pet. There I it is. It. Agent Orange. Yeah, you got wow. it. Wow. You're all over it. Wow, Bill, that's pretty good work. All right. Cool. Thanks. Oh, wow. It's exciting. You guys are killing this. Joey, you got it. Oh, that's impressive. Joey. I knew you'd get I'm it. I'm not over Din. That's garbage. <laughs> well, I thought there was a You're still everyone, down 30. Everyone knew. Here. I'm still down 30, but no. I'm not competing. Yeah, Besides, no, I'm gonna, you're losing. You're I'm not competing the, at all. I'm going to win the bonus round. <laughs> You're never going to get the bonus round. Okay. I believe that. Here we go. This one has three parts. Okay. Brian, is, he's quit already. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. He's online searching cornet shanks to turn your trumpet into a flugelhorn. <laughs> so right. wrong. I'm, I'm still mad at that, too. <laughs> I know you are. Okay. Part one, to give an official name. To give an official to name? To give someone an official name. To give someone a title. To give someone a standing. Man. Part two. Spanish masculine prefix. Part three. <laughs> Word used to start your dog sled team. <laughs> I think that's the only one I got. Wow. Oh my I, gosh. I'm stuck on the first. Brian, do you know the first? I have You're no British. idea. Yeah. Really? <laughs> Unless he means knight. An yeah, action, knight. The action used to knight someone. So to not, you mean knight? I blank the sir loin. Oh. I, I blank the. Dub. 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 So what's the what's the second one? Masculine Spanish masculine prefix. Is that L? It would be as in El Belco. Oh, so double mush? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you get your dog sleds going. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, not officially. Brian, how do you get your dog I sleds going? <laughs> when I get on the Iditarod, you don't yell mush. Mush yeah. is what you do, but that's not what you say. 
What do you say? There's two commands. If you want them to go to the right, you say ha. If you want them just to go, you say G. Double G. You're just making stuff up. I'm not. Look it up right now because I know you're on the internet anyway. <laughs> I Do people know this? I know a yes. lot of crap. Double, I watch a lot. I do not think anybody goes G. <laughs> That's what they at do. Least, at least four of our Have seven you never watched like, any of these like Alaska shows or anything? Come on, man. Listen, There's people who got I, this. Double G, there you double. go. Are you so, only so our you listeners get, in Alaska and no. the Baltic Islands? You, you get Baltic you get, Islands. Sure. You get yeah, double. Okay. You get double, and you can't find a letter to put after it. You have to say mush. Well, I wasn't gonna C. say. You wake G. up in the morning thinking double C at least. I don't think it. You would have been there. Only been wrong by a fourth. <laughs> <laughs> it's just wow. automatically there. All right. Cool. All right, this next one. This is I'm really proud of this next one. You're down in, another thirty for that. No, I'm not. Yeah. All right, four parts to the next one. Oh God. I must say, I have to admit, Perfect. I thought you guys would be a lot better at this than you are. No, you. Well, you have you to knew. use stuff that people know. Nobody knows how to start their dog sleds. You do. If you. No one. <laughs> you did get... not know that. You. I did know that. that. No, 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 no. I knew G and Ha. I did. You're gonna wait. We're gonna get viewer mail on this. There are I hope so. Screaming at their devices right I now. I need people supporting me here. No, that no one knows how to no start shot. their dog sleds. I got sleds. supported on the Chris Thiele thing. This is going you down as well. One. I don't care. That was a powerful letter. <laughs> and that was letter. by a bumper up. Her job is support. Powerful letter. And that was my old job. <laughs> yeah. See, that doesn't count. <laughs> it totally counts. Doesn't count. It totally counts. All right. All get right. us going here. Here's the next one. An insect that builds hills. Now, if you don't get this one, <laughs> Brian's already on his teeth. Hey, Brian, this one, this <laughs> one was on our, my teeth I, when I sat down. I wrote this clue for Brian: the opposite of off. Hold on, hold on. No. <laughs> Go ahead. Anton Weidinger. Yes. <laughs> but come on, let me give you my give clues. Me, give me the other clues. I wanted to beat Brian. What are the points? <laughs> Those points. This one was only worth two points. Oh come on! <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Got it. All right. It was an insect that builds hills. The opposite of off. To strive in competition was vi, and slang for a home run in baseball. Dinger. A dinger. dinger. Anton Vi Dinger. That's pretty good. Thank you. Well done. You're Thank welcome. You. It's not. It's not my favorite one. He got it's not it really why we're on. doing this. These are not the ones I wanted to Anton, do. Anton, he was on. He was the in. next one. <laughs> the next one's really the one I wanted to do. <laughs> it was the first one I thought of that made me think of this game. Okay. All right. This How one's going to be so easy. Three parts. Three. Three parts. Part one: a square container. <laughs> Hold on. A square is only two dimensional. <laughs> I'm going with it. I can't. Right. I'm not changing it. A square container. Part two. A place where people go after life. And part three. Another word for ocean. Another word for ocean? Yes. Another word for the ocean. Wow. Oh. Oh. Brian and use the new buzzer. Box Heaven C. Box Heaven C. 
Okay. Now That's I'm angry. Really I'm, gonna, I'm angry. There's a difference between an ocean and a sea. But come on. You really? I think. I think it's safe to say you're overthinking it. I will no, think everything. Come on. That's how I got here. I know. <laughs> I, look, you can make up for it in the bonus round. Are you ready? How many? How many of this? Well, Brian got that was worth sixty points. <laughs> Hold so on, a sixty second. to two. Anton Weidinger after two it was I two don't get points. Bonus points? Oh, that's two more points. No, you'd have to get the bonus round to get bonus points. <laughs> no, I'm come angry. on, check your cards. <laughs> There's a card. There's a card. I sent them to you guys earlier. Okay, All right, here we how go. How many? One, two, three, four, five parts. Oh my god! This is you're not. This is going to be really hard. But that's why it's the bonus round. Ready? You guys want to play this game again, though? I could tell already. Oh, yeah. All right. Part... <laughs> Joey's all in. Joey's been... Joey woke up in St. Louis. He's so angry. <laughs> all right. Part one. Female monarch. You're welcome, Brian. Thank you. Part two. Flatbread for your tikka masala. You're welcome, Brian. A disease from swine or bird. Part four, Jonathan Livingston C. And part five, a klaxon. Oh, I can't. Oh. Brian's trying to change you. Got my that, uh, he got you. Uh, Brian? Qu Queen on flugelhorn. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's great. Wow. Uh, Bill, that's impressive. Queen on flugelhorn. That's pretty good. That's pretty Thank good. Thank you. You guys did okay. You know? And if you, wow. you know, if you can put all this together, it all adds up. Wow. It doesn't right. really add up. Well, that's all right. There's no There's adding. There's squares no aren't two-dimensional, but... You know, squares are two dimensional. Not an aspect of this that Joey wasn't angry about. Bonus round was worth 300 points. <laughs> this is crap. I killed you. Congratulations, Brian. <laughs> this is crap. Where do I lodge my official protest? <laughs> With Karen. <laughs> Take it to Karen. <laughs> Who has stopped answering my emails, by the way. Shocking. Uh, all right, boys. Exactly. Time for a couple of things. It seems musicians always have stories to tell, and sometimes they're funny, sometimes quite meaningful. And the best of these stories have to do with those defining moments in our career that served as major point of departure for what was to follow. So we decided to devote this episode to some of our most defining moments as trumpeters and musicians. And we all brought three, I believe. Isn't that right, gentlemen? Correct. Yes. Brought three, three things that we thought were important to us. Because three is the magic number. It we is the magic that multiplication number. rock. Three valves. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Three parts to box seven C. <laughs> <laughs> Three syllables in Anton Weidinger's last name. Wow. Oh, we didn't even get to that. I can see. I'm just have another T-shirt idea with a box with a few clouds and some water <laughs> oh my god right just and then a circle it's crossed out crossed out all three of those things are not okay 
All right, it, we have to have someone listening that's actually good at making these kinds of things up. If right. you can make that, we'll make that into a T-shirt, and you get the first one. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, with the WTF logo on the back. Email it to us. Box seven. The open bell at gmail dot com. Send there it, it along. Is. We want the design. The worse the drawing is, the better. All right, Brian, we have an order here, and you're up. Yeah. So, um, bat and lead off. Really. <laughs> you know it's difficult to come up with well first i just have belk ringing in my ear you call that a career right exactly <laughs> it's but uh so when i was in cleveland and doing my master's degree um there were seven trumpet players and there were three teachers at at the institute studying um to study with uh, mr Sachs, um mr zouder and mr darling and i was there studying with um mr darling and um, they would all do like a master class every now and then um Michael was with us every week, all the time. Um, but this one particular time, Mr. Zouder was doing the um, was doing the master class, and so um, we all had to play. The seven of us had to play, and I knew that um, if you played for Mr. Zouder, the one thing he really liked was if you played a, a an Arban etude for him. Um, and so, and then if you were going to play an Arban etude for him, you were playing the whole thing. Right, the whole thing all the way down. So, um, so it was my turn in class, and um, you know, he was working with people. People played excerpts, people played solos, and he would, he would take them through thra- phrasing and dynamics and markings and how it was done in the orchestra, how it was done as a soloist, and you know, pretty pretty detailed, um, helpful information. Um, he was quite an amazing musician and player and person. And uh, so I got up to play and. And he said, you know, what are you going to play, Brian? And I, I don't remember. It was Arban 8 or something or 10. And, uh, and so he said, okay, well, why don't you play it? And I played it, played the whole thing down top to bottom. Um, and I just waited for the help. And, um, and he reached over with his, uh, to point to the music. And I don't know whether you know, he survived Dachau. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. his, his sleeve came up. And I saw the number. Right. Mm. I saw the tattoo oh, wow. there, wow. which was kind of arresting. And he said, look, if you're going to play music, play it like you mean it. Play it again. And I was already in this really crazy space. And so I was like, I mean, I was kind of in shock. You know, I see that there. And then him saying, you know, play it like you mean it. Right. So I played it down the whole thing again. And I put every ounce of musicality and intensity and emotion that I could could think of into it played the whole thing down again and uh i stopped and he says yeah never play it anything less than that kind of investment go sit down <laughs> that was the end of my part of the master class here endeth the lesson <laughs> done <laughs> wow it was yeah it was quite an arresting moment wow. for me um it's heavy the next summer um when i was uh i was home for the summer uh just after, after having graduated and uh i got a letter in the mail and it said Cleveland Orchestra, uh, a letter uh, envelope, and I opened it up, and it was Cleveland Orchestra letterhead, and uh, it was a note from Mr. Zouder, and it said your services will be required uh, on this date and at this time and at this location. If you want your music beforehand, you can pick it up during these times. Hmm. Signed, Mr. Zouder. <laughs> So that was when I got to play with the orchestra. It wasn't a wow. question like, are you free? Or would you like to? <laughs> <laughs> it was none of that. <laughs> are you available? Let me yeah. check my calendar. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. 
so that was yeah that was kind of, so you know whenever i play i try to i think of that moment whenever i play whatever i'm playing yeah no doubt wow so would you say you were louder the second time <laughs> <laughs> well the, there was certainly much more contrast the second this, time this all started softer wow yeah I, I would say like aside from the trouble thing here i've never actually seen that tattoo in yeah. real life yeah it was wild on a person joey have you ever encountered anyone that has i i have it's yeah uh, it, it really I, I i mean it's a powerful message when you realize just how horrible the whole thing is and then you're seeing real evidence right in front of you living yeah. evidence of yeah. that kind yeah. of atrocity it's uh it, it's shaking you know yeah but yeah. the context i mean you know that that is i can't think of a heavier context right now in which to make music or to make music in in response to that <laughs> yeah, right? right but yeah. i mean but when you think about how nervous we get for a recital or a performance or something and, and in comparison <laughs> to what this man went through i mean that right pff, sure that's crazy yeah yeah he played through the entire clock book every day sat in his office and did that before rehearsal started before he all did, four yeah. all four yeah. of them every yeah, day he played all four every day wow. that's, 15, that's a, it's a minutes. commitment <laughs> you got it's a commitment <laughs> <laughs> wow great moment yeah yeah, yeah. wait so yeah. brian did you start out with like your best moment or or yeah. are we or are we in for this is pretty good um, that's really good yeah, yeah. it's just you know I was trying to do sort of sem semi-chronological. Oh, chronological. Okay, that's good. The, we stand There's no such thing as semi-chronological. <laughs> it's either in They're... chronological order or it's not. Okay, my three are in chronological order. <laughs> yeah. So chronological. That's yeah. not semi. That is. <laughs> it is chronological. Well, I have like five or six listed here, and I... And they were sort of in, I guess the three that I've actually settled on are all so in chronological order. I love that he didn't mean to do it. Like, I usually mean to do it. No, I, I had, no, I didn't mean to do it. No. Oh, all right, Joey. What do you got? All right, I did choose chronological order, not semi. Uh, I will tell you the first time uh, I ever considered being a professional musician this changed for me and it may seem sort of trivial but for me it was very important in eighth grade i had auditioned and and gotten into the youth orchestra in san antonio which is a high school group frankly right. but in the rehearsals on monday night there's a local trombone teacher who used to take us out and we do brass choir things and work on our stuff for the orchestra and we had done some stuff and he had said okay i'm going to need you and you and you to show up at this church sunday morning Here's the address. Here's the time. Make sure you look good. It's okay. So I go home. I'm like, Mom, you got to take me to this church. <laughs> so I show up there, and we rehearse, and then we played the three services, and he handed me an envelope. So I mm. go out in the car. My mother picks me up. We're going home, and I look in the car. In the envelope, $40. And I went, oh, right. People do this. Right. <laughs> like, this is what my teacher does for a living. Oh, I can just do this. I can just be a trumpet player. I'll play and they'll hand me the money. The way I looked at playing the trumpet from then on out. Because wow. then it was from yeah. that, it was like, oh, I'm just going to do this. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. That's, like yeah, the simplest thing, gig, right? And I like, can do this. You, you look back at it now, how many times someone has handed you an envelope after, you know, usually not before. 
right after you know <laughs> never pay a trumpet player before they they know they want the gig covered yeah <laughs> you're the last note but how many times that's happened now but in that that being that first time was incredible right suddenly it's yeah i do this for fun and i like this and i'm practicing this and i'm doing this too i can do this as a living it changed that thought process mm-hmm. did it change anything about how you conduct yourself each day as a trumpet player no because you I were think pretty I was serious doing before that, that. yeah uh, i just didn't think of it as something I could do as a profession. It was just something I was doing that I liked better than doing anything else. Right. Yeah. So then it was like, oh, I, I'll go do that. But in your <laughs> yeah. mind, didn't you at that moment set the goal, I'm going to be the ideal side man when I grow up? Obviously. <laughs> Is that what you were thinking? <laughs> right from the very right from first there. moment. You're exactly. going to be the backwoods side man, in fact. You were gonna... <laughs> wow, you're out. <laughs> and I'm out. <laughs> you're totally out. All right, Bill, give us your first one here. Well, compared to Brian's story, I've like, you know, now I feel like I'm going to, mine are also in semi chronological order. Stop talking so, right now. Um, <laughs> so mine was when I was in high school trying to decide what I was going to do, you know, same thing, a like career. I thought about doing a bunch of different things. And I auditioned for the Pennsylvania Governor's School for the Arts and made it. Mm-hmm. I remember the day the, yeah. I got the envelope in the mail and it was a thick envelope, not a thin envelope. Pon- by Pony Express. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Meaning that there were forms to fill out. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. And I got mm-hmm. in and going there and having that experience, one of three high school trumpet players that were selected for the thing, you know, and being around two two people that played way better than I did, had a lot more instruction than I did and all that, just really challenged me. And it was during that five week thing uh, at Bucknell University in the summer that I was that was it. It was Lewisburg, Pennsylvania. Me. There it is. You right know by the state prison. Oh. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Go yeah. Bucknell. Yeah. Go Bucknell. Um, but yeah, that just the experience of being able to go and be immersed in music for that time and be around a bunch of other like-minded people at the same age, and I that was that was it. Then I knew. I never looked at anything else again. That was it. So yeah, so our first ones here are similar. This yes. is what kind of put you on that path Changed of you, yeah. a professional. Yeah. Absolutely. Because you thought, I thought, yeah, this would be a great way to spend my days, right? I love everything that I'm doing here is this is what I want to do. I don't want to go do these other things. Like I just wanted to do that. And it was yeah, absolutely. playing an orchestra, playing a jazz band, going to class, theory classes, conducting classes, everything. It was great. Yeah. And absolutely. maybe, you know, it's where is the that, conducting thing started. Really. I was going to say, is that where the conducting thing started? Yeah. That's Took where it all class. started to go wrong. Is. Yep. <laughs> How to select a turtleneck, a baton. It was all covered. It was a very comprehensive program, the governor's school. How, how to take a picture while looking condescendingly to your left. That was a great picture. Yeah, well, yeah, that was a great that was a picture. Great, that was a great picture. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. That All right, Brian. Good. Round two. Okay, round two. So um, when I was finishing my doctorate, I... Um, it was three years required residency at Rutgers and uh, I did the three years, but I could not finish. I had one more uh, rec- lecture recital to do and my comprehensive exams to do. So I was going to do those in the fall of my fourth year. Um, and I knew that I would have a bunch of free time and I had been doing some freelancing in New Jersey and some in New York city. Um, and, but I wanted to do some more and I had played, I had subbed with this little orchestra um, called the Jupiter Symphony, which is um, it does it performed um, in a little church that was sort of right underneath Winton Marsalis's building, right next to Lincoln Center, um, and it 
uh, when I played with them, I just played, you know, a couple of rehearsals and a couple of concerts, but it had been a couple of years before that. They hadn't called in a while and I was busy enough. It didn't really matter, but I wanted to do some more work and I thought it might be a chance to do some work. So, uh, so I called them up and I said, um, I'd like to see about getting back on the sub list. It's been, you know, whatever, 18 months or two years since I played. Um, is that a possibility? And they said, oh yeah, sure. You just have to, you just have to come play for the music director to see if you can get back on the sub list. And I said, sure. And so they said, why don't you come on Tuesday? Um, I guess, yeah, I guess it was Tuesday or Wednesday, something like that. And um, so I went, I took the train in the city and I went to uh, his apartment and they let me up and uh, said, hello. I recognized him. I don't think he recognized me. And he said, what would you like to play? And I said, I'll, I'll just start with a solo. And he said, great. Um, what solo? And I said, I'll do the, the Hummel. Um, he said, okay. So I played the, the exposition of the Hummel. And, uh, and I put my horn down and I looked up at him and the, the music director was crying. And he said, uh, he, he wiped away a tear and he said, you have to play the season with us. And I was like, well, wow. that's, that's great. I, I'd love to play wow. the season with you. I didn't know there was a, an opening. Uh, he said, no, you have to play the season with us. And I thought, you know, okay, that's probably one concert a month or something like that. That's cool. I'd, I'd like to do that. Um, and I said, you know, what's the season? And he handed me a brochure and it was three concerts a week for 30 weeks. Holy wow. moly. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and I was like, uh, okay, I'm, I'm probably going to need a couple of weeks off because I have these two things I have to do to finish my doctorate. So it turned out that the, the orchestra was um, met for seven hours of rehearsal on Thursday, uh, four hours on Friday, three hours on Monday morning, and concerts at two o'clock and seven o'clock on Monday and then an eight o'clock concert on Tuesday. And then on Thursday, they turned around and did the next week. <laughs> it was, that's a weird schedule. Yeah. Because a lot of the, because the players all did work on Broadway and other things. And so it didn't clash with all of the other work they were doing. Hmm. Um, and it wasn't a union orchestra, but people who were in it were in the union. It was one of the most amazing musical experiences. And the Tuesday night concerts of course were, outrageously great because we all knew each other we had been rehearsing like crazy and already done two performances um and he was kind of a tyrant um and uh you know he one time there was a poor violist who sat in with us um and we we're 10 minutes into the rehearsal and he said uh, i'll pay you for the week that's not going to work here get out <laughs> oh yeah so there's a violist like sitting in, we rehearsed in a church up on 85th and, uh, and he was just sitting, he was sobbing at the, at the break, sitting in the, in the lobby. Oh. Um, he got paid for the week, but that didn't work for, for what Jens was doing. It was an amazing experience. There were soloists every week. I met one of the most amazing horn players I've ever played with Carl Kramer. Um, uh, it was just an amazing experience, super busy. Um, and in and out of the city, it was about an hour and 20 minutes from my front door to my chair in the orchestra on concert days um, on, via the train. Um, and I just worked it out with, you know, daycare for, for Hannah at that point. And Sarah was working night shift, labor room delivery night shift. So, but it was an incredible orchestra. Um, they played so clean that the time was so impeccable. The pitch was very high. I mean, he mm. really loved high pitch, um, but it was always um, consistent. And it, we played in tune. It was just, it was one trumpet, uh, two horns, one trombone, um, small string section. We did 
mostly music I'd never heard of before. We did do a, an all SUSE program. Uh, we did seven marches and, uh, and three suites. The encore was kind of brutal on that, that Monday night. <laughs> doing stars and stripes all the way through for the second for the what the fourth time that day did you one? bring in other trumpets for that kind yeah of there was another yeah yeah there was one other trumpet player okay. for that yeah it was it was an amazing <laughs> an amazing experience and then i i got the job at rowan um at the end of that season and he also at the end of that season he had uh, bone marrow cancer and he was he was doing really badly and uh, and he died not long after that wow. so i feel wow. really lucky to do that it was also another one of those um things were just such dedication and investment in the emotional impact of music and just driving as hard as you could for excellence all the time. It was just a, it was a great, great experience. And it was just the yeah. one season, just the one season. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Just the one season. Wow. That's amazing. It was very cool. Very fun. Yeah. Chops of steel for that. It was, it was a lot of playing. Yeah. Wow. Jeepers often on my teeth the jupiter symphony when you first started talking about it, i thought you were gonna say so i played with this little band maybe you've heard of them the new york phil <laughs> right no you no know, not like <laughs> um ray mace had been in my chair in the chair that i, I played in he had, he had played in it for at least he's one or two good. seasons yeah he's mm -hmm. not bad um there were a few other pretty famous um trumpet players who have played in that orchestra in that chair uh, i think um Who's the teacher? Brian McWhorter, his teacher yeah, out of Oregon. Yeah, Brian yeah. McWhorter, we, I played second to him on on one week. I couldn't play though. I wasn't able to make all the rehearsals for the week because of uh, stuff at school, and so I played second on the mm -hmm. on the three shows to him. He sounded, of course, amazing. That was a Schumann, a uh, no, uh, Sibelius two concert. Mm -hmm. He sounded mm -hmm. amazing. Yeah, it was it was fabulous. Very cool. Yeah, very cool experience. All right, Joey, round two. What do you got? I don't think our uh, goal here is to be coy. So if you had asked me when I graduated high school, it, what do you want to go do? I would have said, listen, I want to go play the trumpet with Maynard Ferguson. So I don't know. I've, I know we've talked about this before, but right. during my undergrad, Count Basie dies and Buddy Rich dies and Woody Herman dies. And those bands all kind of change. And Maynard is doing this high voltage band, which is mm. more of a rock thing. Mm -hmm. So I was very happy to win a job right out of college. I was with the Jazz Ambassadors. It was great. Wasn't it something I was going to stay in, so I go to grad school. But then I get the call. You want to come play lead with Maynard Ferguson? <laughs> so wait, can you tell us how that happens? Well, like I think so. He's trumpet famous. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, he was a graduate student. <laughs> but I was a grad student at Miami, which is one of those places where Maynard where they go look uh, typically go and right. look. So yeah. I can tell you, I think as I put things together, to oversimplify it kind of went like this. The road manager went to the guy who was playing second trumpet at the time, John Owens, who's been playing lead on on Broadway. He's been playing Wicked since it started. You oh, know, right. so he's he's out there doing that. He's in New York thing. He's great. Well, John was one year behind me at Eastman. So, you know, we knew each other through our undergrad. Uh, the other person, and we had run into each other. They'd come through, Maynard's band had come through, and they put the big band back together. They'd come through Baltimore when I was still in the Army. So mm -hmm. we'll go out and see John. We hang. No offense to you personally. Brian. <laughs> and he said, boy, you got to get out. It would be great to have you out. Would you want to do this? I'm like, well, I want to do this. Was that a trick question? But I was still in the Army at the time. So I get out, and the other person he asked was Chip McNeil, who was the musical director at the time. Now, Chip had gone to Miami. Oh. So John says, hey, remember my friend I told you about? 
He's out of the Army now. Call him. Chip calls some people down in Miami and said, anybody can down there and play. Well, we got this new guy. So the music director asked two people, who do you want to get? And they both came back with my name. Oh, wow. So wow. he calls me up and he's like, all right, you ready? Let's go. Wow. So I joined in January of 1994. And I remember the first night standing on that stage mm-hmm. playing, you know, Blue Berlin. We start, you know, but do do and I'm thinking to myself, yeah, this isn't real. Right. <laughs> it's you know, what you there it is. dreamed about for years. Right. There it is. You know, wow. there it is. It's like exactly, you know, it's 10 years after I graduated high school and I'm standing up there playing it. It's amazing. Now, this is a great story because you hadn't actually met him yet. No, I have told you this, right? Uh, yeah. They flew us all into New York. So the band all met. We hopped on the bus. Maynard was flying in. Where do we play? Somewhere upstate, first gig. So we get in. We go over and do a quick sound check. And boom, we're going. So middle of the, the show. second tune. Second tune, there's big tenor solo. Chips up on the front of the stage going crazy. Maynard walks back to the riser and he's like, hey, so how's it going? And the thought that went through my head was shut up i'm counting you know like <laughs> i was <laughs> i was trying my best not to fold because what i found out later and i know i've talked about this before is the band rehearses when new people join but john owens had told them i was the only new guy oh no joey will be fine i'll keep him straight so a couple tours later when we had a couple people uh, leave and we did a rehearsal i'm like what do you mean we rehearse we don't rehearse they're like we always rehearse when we get new people i didn't get a rehearsal oh yeah john said you'd be fine so yeah i didn't meet maynard except for briefly hello and the sound check and go play a show we're gonna go play a show and that was it but that kind of sense of okay this is this is a thing you know I, i got to do some other cool things up until that point but stepping on stage and bam that's Maynard. Like, we're doing wow. it. It's real. Crazy, right? <laughs> that was. Uh, that is definitely a defining amazing. moment. Amazing. It's yeah. defining. Yeah. Exactly. Like something you just can't possibly forget. Beautiful. Oh, well, yeah. That that's, story. That's, that's number two chronologically, not. Yeah. Chronologically. No. Right. All right. But right what do you got for us? Uh, mine, uh, shift gears here a little bit. Mine was a conversation. Um, I was uh, right, right before I was ready to go to grad school, and I was just sort of thinking of the, you know, I'm a small town guy. I was thinking kind of in a small town way. I was thinking, well, go are back you, in. Are you paraphrasing a song? No, just a I don't small think so. town guy <laughs> no. living in a small town. <laughs> no, is that what you're doing? No, it's it's all about it's a journey, Joey. It's <laughs> wow. It's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> done done i'm out <laughs> been around the same time anyway um so but i was thinking about what to do and i you know what where to go to school and all that and i happened to have a conversation with, with a friend of mine uh ray knight who's a trombone player so i'm sure he's not listening to the podcast but, right well actually you met ray this summer because he played third trombone in the brockway big band absolutely yeah and i was in this conversation with ray and he's like he starts to mention well, you know, I got this friend that's out in New Mexico, and I know this other guy over here. And this may seem like this really stupid thing, but I didn't think that way at the time. Mm. But in the middle of that conversation, as soon as he mentioned the fact that I could go anywhere I wanted at that point, I was like, 
everything opened up to me in that conversation. Wow. Like it was the craziest thing. Like I just assumed that I would go this way and I would do this thing and I would stay close and all these other things. But as soon as Ray mentioned the fact that there might be a possibility to be somewhere else, as crazy as that sounds, bam, like everything opened up. And I realized in that moment, like, no, I can do whatever I want right now. I can go wherever I want. Right. And that's why I ended up in Kentucky to study with Kevin. And I didn't because stay close. Most people think the world is open to me. I will go to Kentucky. That's go exactly Kentucky. it. There's a lot <laughs> of reasons to go to Kentucky. <laughs> well, there's the bourbon. There's that yeah. alone. But uh, but as crazy as that sounds like, well, that's not a very defining moment. But for me, it actually was because I was just planning on doing the same thing. You know, staying close, thinking about being in one area and all that. And Ray just kind of opened that up for me. It was a really, really cool conversation. Absolutely. And I happened to be listening and thinking, you know, I was paying attention to what my friend was telling me, and it just was crazy. Good. I do remember subbing on uh, Smurfs on Ice as a high school student. <laughs> Ding. I know. I know. <laughs> kind of a big deal. Wait, but it was were you playing moment. or were you on skates? What were I was you not saying? on skates. Okay. I grew up in Texas. There was no ice. I could not ice skate. Um, but I was subbing on that. Uh, my teacher, I think he had some back trouble, so he sent me to go play this. And that was the moment I realized, oh, I'm not going to live in Texas. I'm not going to live in San Antonio because oh. there are no gigs here and there are no professionals here. I'm going to – I got to go. You got to cool, go somewhere. right? Yeah. yeah. And then I thought, where am I going to go? I don't know. Mm -hmm. But yeah, absolutely. When you do realize, oh, I don't have to stay here. You can go anywhere. Right. Oh, I'm having that discussion friend? right now with uh, my oldest daughter who's about to graduate college. She's graduating with a music education degree. Right. So it's like, well, you can kind of go anywhere you want. Yeah. Everybody wants good teachers. Yeah. Exactly. So was he he having that conversation with you on purpose? Like, was he purposely trying to open your mind or is that just a byproduct of the no. discussion? No, we were just talking and he just happened to mention like, oh man, you're like, yeah, I have this friend that's teaching out and at the time it was Eastern New Mexico. And I ended up, I, I applied there and looked at it, but ultimately didn't go there because I had this great connection with Kevin, you know, Kevin Eisensmith at IU, at, who was also from IUP and then went to Eastern Kentucky. And, and that's how all that happened. But no, we were just, it was just two friends talking, Wow. but he just planted this seed and I was like, Phew. Right. I mean, as stupid as that sounds, right? Of course I knew I could go anywhere. It's America. You know, but <laughs> like, it hadn't it hadn't right. dawned on me to just kind of like do something entirely different. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's very cool. I never I lived like more than like an hour and 15 minutes from where I grew up. So, right. you know, at that point in my life. Hey, and your mom's never lived like a block. Dude, you know. <laughs> I've been we there. We just talked about this and you've been there. If she stands at the end of the street, she can see every house she's ever lived in. In her wow. 90 years yeah. on the planet. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, it is. That's where she was put. That's where she's staying. Be she likes idea. the way she's be doing a, it. She likes the way. Yeah. <laughs> be a terrible idea to leave at this point. <laughs> All right, Brian, round three. All right, round three. I can't wait so, to see where this goes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, I don't know. It's, it's, it was, this was easy for me. Um, the first time Trombo Mundi got together, we did um, 56 hours of rehearsal and recording in five days and, <laughs> yes, we did <laughs> and i i never experienced anything like that but i also never experienced players being able to do the things that they were doing and what 
Joey and Scott were doing was like, I mean, I knew JC and I knew Jim, but I, I didn't know, I had met Scott, but I didn't know Joey. And it was just like, at the end of that, I was like, wow, I feel like my whole life view on the trumpet had been incredibly naive and narrow. And it just got <laughs> like, I mean, it was, a, and I had gone to big schools and done good playing and all that stuff, but like it was, it was eye opening and earth shattering for my perception of what was possible on the instrument by mm -hmm. normal people. I mean, Joey's not normal, of course, but um, it's, no. it was, it was amazing and um, has, uh, you know, I mean, it's, I'm thankful that I got to be a part of it and that I am a part of it and, um, and that it's, you know, morphed into what it is now. Um, but yeah, that's been transformative for me personally and professionally and in terms of my, my playing. Yeah. And transformative for those around you. <laughs> yes. It was, but it was very special because trumpet players, most of the times, you know, we'll talk, we'll chat, we'll hang, but sitting in there and playing like that, which we do, you know, we get together, we're in a room and we're playing mm -hmm. and that it, there's nothing quite like that. It's really amazing. The chamber music part that everybody should do chamber music somewhere have a small group that's mm -hmm. yours it's really uh, unbelievably meaningful yeah and it's not yeah. easy i'm not saying it's it's easy it's, it's not easy personally it's not you know we don't always get along it's chop wise holy smokes i mean mm -hmm. i think what was one of the craziest things was after the end of the last recording session um you and scott were, were play, still like talking about pedagogy and high notes and playing you know, up to G's and double C's and doing this flexibility. And I was like, I, I can't make a sound. I mean, I think on the recording <laughs> session, I, we actually had to stop recording one of the tracks because um, to come back the next day, because my tongue stopped working. <laughs> like there was a triple tongue thing. I was just like, I, I, it's not working now. We're going to have to do this tomorrow. Um, I mean, that much playing, I, I had never experienced anything like that before. No, it's great. It was an amazing amount of playing, but it really was uh, so, I mean, so much fun, but that almost belittles <laughs> what it really was to have that kind of investment from all of us to say like, all right, we're going to do this. Let's mm -hmm. go. And then yeah. really do it. It was, it was really amazing. It was absolutely the most fun I've ever had playing the trumpet is yeah. playing and continues to be playing with that group. So, yeah. And you, hey, you can see us say quick ad. If you're in Albuquerque the last right. week of February, we're coming out for Trumpet Week. We're there. It's going to be great. Maybe, maybe a quick side trip to Colorado. God, I hope so. It. We need to go see Joe Nibley. Joe wants us out there. We're just we got to go Joe today. Yeah. Yeah. On board. Absolutely. All right, Joey, what's your round, uh, round three? All right. So here's my round three. And I've talked a little about this before, but when I graduated high school, when I graduated college, when I started my performing career, I never thought about teaching as something that I would ever want to do until I started doing clinics. And then until I started meeting with some people every once in a while, one-on-one. -on -one. So I talking to some other professionals about how they think about trumpet and music. So then fast forward several years, well, now I want to go teach. And so I started <laughs> teaching. I started teaching little kids. I taught sixth graders. I taught, you know, high school kids. And then I started teaching part-time at some schools. But then it all all changed for me in 2003. 
And that's when I started here. When I interviewed here at IEU, I interviewed on April 1st, 2003. Mm-hmm. And the end of that interview day, I got in the car and I was driving home and <laughs> got on the phone to my wife. And she goes, how did, it, how did it go? And I said this, if I don't get this job, it's really going to hurt because I played like I play. I taught like I taught. And boy, do I want this job. Wow. You know, and I think that's okay to say. Uh, sometimes people are like, well, I don't want to admit that I want something because then if you don't get it, you know, and there are plenty of jobs I applied for that I really wanted that I didn't even get interviewed for. But getting this job, then it's like, this is what I want to be doing. This I want to be teaching at a place like this, you know, helping create the next generation, next generation of trumpet players and teachers and helping them go do what they want to go do is amazing. But it was, was a, you know, you can watch, you know, the first one for me is about I can go be a musician. The second one is this is what I want to go do. And the third one is now this is what I want to go yeah. do. Right. You know, so those are really all kind of changes of direction, but all going exactly where I want. So it's really been very, I've been very fortunate to be able to do those kind of things. Yeah. That's great. It's cool to know it's right, right? Like it's, you're in the right place at the right time and you, you know, like that's where you want to be. It is where I want to be. Now, there were, you know, how many years of applying for things and not even getting an interview. It's, <laughs> it's very easy to look back and people say, well, if, you know, of course you're working there. You, you did this, got off the road, taught there. I'm like, not quite that simple we've talked about that it's not exactly a straight line right but when it does happen wow it it it, it felt great to get the job and even better than to be in and doing the job and right. you still get to play i mean you get to play a ton yeah right i played with the st louis symphony last night yeah yeah so which was a lot of fun hmm. but yeah, yeah this is a place that wants uh their faculty, performance faculty, to be performers. So you know, finding that balance to make sure I'm here for my students, but also maintaining my professional career performing. Right. You got to do both of those things. And how yeah. about ad- adding the administration piece? Was that scratching an itch that you? Kind of. Because, listen, <laughs> you guys know me well. He was just jealous. I, I want to know uh, how things work. So I've been in every office before I ever got this job saying, how do we do this? How do we do this? How do we do this? So then when they're saying, well, who knows how this stuff works? I'm going, well, I know how this works. Can I help with this? And I'm nosy. Mm-hmm. I want to know how things go. So the right. administrative part, for those of you who don't know listening, I'm also the director of under, undergraduate studies here at the Jacobs School of Music. And I still teach trumpet as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I do want to know how things work. And, I, and if I can be in the room to help make those decisions... Yeah, I want to be there. Right. Oh, so, that's good. Yeah. Thanks. Bill, what do you got? Well, as Brian's finding out, too, you know, the administrative thing is interesting, right? Brian's got to dip his toe Fascinating. in Fascinating. Yeah. He mm-hmm. called and said, should I? And I'm like, yeah, you definitely. We talked to both of you, actually, about these things. Because I've yeah. been doing the chair thing for a while, too. And, yeah, yeah, you think, okay, so I can do this thing. Could I do this for everyone? Could I help all right. these different areas? Could we you know, do Right. That? Instead of helping just one at a time. Yeah. I've got over 700 undergrads that I want to be able to help in any way I can. Yeah, that's great. Cool. 
Uh, well, my third one is, I, I know I've talked about this before, but I can't, there's no way I can't put it on my list of defining moments. And that was meeting Keith Johnson for the first time in playing. Oh, yes. Of course. Sure. You know, and it was, it was just this thing that happened as a result of our traveling to ITG in Akron and setting up a time to meet with him and having my first lesson and essentially my audition in the instrument storage room at the <laughs> University of Akron. It's the only place we could find to play. Yeah. Go Zips. <laughs> nice. Well done. And, uh, you know, played first five notes of Rose Variations and the rest is history, you know, because then he, I played that and he stopped me and, and of course I wanted to ask, don't you want to play more and, or do, don't you want to hear more? And no, just don't ask that question, right? Because <laughs> then he just proceeded to tell me everything about my playing and I knew I wanted to study with him anyway. And so that was it because in that moment, that's when I realized that the North Texas thing for me was a reality. That's something I wanted to do and right. that I wanted him to be my teacher and it all just came together in that particular moment. And I thought about that moment many, many times over the years, and especially when I got there. And I think I never really lost sight of like what that meant or what that feeling was to achieve that, you know, in that moment. And I think about that now when I have students that come and audition for me who are at that point where they're just really trying to have it all come together. And it means a lot to have that audition. And, and uh, when I can tell them right on the spot that they're in, I'll do it. You know, like when I know. Wow. Yeah. Right. You because know, I realize how much that has stuck with me and driven over the years, driven me over the years. And if I know in that moment, and I'm very honest with them about how they play and how much I want to work with them, it's had a great impact. That is cool. They tell <laughs> us not to do that here. I, right. I yeah, tell my faculty to do, to do it all the time. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean, he I obviously had this kind of impact on everyone, on, on many, yeah, many, yeah. many people. Absolutely. Do you think do you think there are also people who had the same interaction and missed all of that? I mean, I suppose it's possible. Of course. Think, you know, yeah. I mean, I'm just I think you have to be just in the mindset land. where you're looking for it, right? Mm -hmm. right. Both people have to be there, right? Yeah. I think yeah. we see this oh, all right. the time. We've all had students that are in there thinking they're checking that box so they can go do the next thing. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So yeah. they're not getting what they should be. They're not investing in that way. And I try as best I can to invest with every student in the room. Of course. But that yeah. doesn't mean every student in the room invests in me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that's, that part's universal. So yeah. right. I, I, didn't, I didn't know Mr. Johnson at all. Uh, but the number of people that have relayed stories much like Bill's show me that this is a man that was great at this oh man now yeah. you do the just do the math and maybe this is because i'm a pessimist mm -hmm. there were definitely people in that room going yeah yeah i got this whatever <laughs> absolutely <laughs> right, exactly. there were sure 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 yeah yeah i i always i never i was able to keep sight of it the entire time even when i was there there wasn't a day i didn't walk across campus and look at the sign that said university of north texas and didn't get a little like you know a little choked up because I, I did it. I made it. You know, I mean, I yeah. was there. Where did I, you know, just a small town guy. You know, I was living in a small town world, really. <laughs> and uh, it's quite, it is quite the journey. <laughs> Somebody shoot him, please. It's a journey. I will say this. I had an honorable mention ready without going into great detail. And I'll feel bad if I don't mention it, which is joining Trombomundi. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, that's got to make our list, right? It does. Brian's, it's on your list. But it's Joe, on you, list. you feel this way too, right? Absolutely. Uh, it is the only professional chamber music that, you know, we've created. We yeah. made something that didn't exist. We're going to make this group and 
we'll record some stuff. We've got we've had people write for us. We've written for ourselves. You yeah. know, we put out four CDs. We've played all over the country. It's amazing. It's great. Right. Continues to be, and I hope we keep doing this forever. Well, I think back to when I applied. You know, when I auditioned, as it were, for the group, but and I was thinking, like, you know, there were you, you guys were looking for someone to do some writing or arranging, and I thought, well, I don't really do any of that. And now I look at it like the amount I've done and the amount I can, you know, continue. Yeah. I mean, it has inspired me in many, many ways. So it's been really exciting. But well, we were not all to mention by the letter, the, not to mention the personal connections that we've all built. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, and I how mean, often does it does something like this stick? Right? Like this is really kind of hung on it's a all thing. of us hanging together it's a thing it's a thing it's the text threads it's the it's the it's constant right right, right? it's the same text thread now which has been renamed uh, really well <laughs> many many times <laughs> many Over many years. times but essentially since like 2011 this thread has been going yeah, i think right. you know um does maybe anyone a little bit after that. name a text thread better than scott bell no no, <laughs> no. he's the best <laughs> scott's yeah. Scott's the man. Yeah. He can sum it up. He nails it every yeah. single time. Right time and right on it. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're all doing writing, as you said, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. Joey, for example, is writing for Brian. Steve Ali is writing for Scott. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and we're all writing for this upcoming Christmas CD, which is just got to be another episode. It's going to be amazing. All in itself. <laughs> it, that, it's going to be incredible. Christmas it's going to be amazing. And I didn't want to spring it to everyone on the air, but I've had this idea for a long time that we should do a Christmas CD. That's a great idea. Revolutionary <laughs> thinking. <laughs> it's it's going to be great. <laughs> All right, boys. Time for no offense. Hey, uh, losing track of the important moments that inspired you along the way or just not being aware and paying attention for them as they happen is not okay look do whatever it takes use journaling keep telling stories over and over again share with your friends but if you're forgetting or are too embarrassed to recall these life-changing events you're doing it wrong this is very important because i think trumpet players and lots of musicians like to focus on the negative mm -hmm. right so yes. when something great happens it's like yeah sure whatever moving on <laughs> no 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 take that time in the moment, enjoy it. Get with your friends and say, okay, listen, we've done something. Yeah. Let's enjoy it. Let's take the night and enjoy ourselves. Absolutely. That's important. Don't let that stuff go by. Nope. And if there's a way that you can turn that around and impact someone else's life with it, you should do that. That very thing. Absolutely. That's, that's another thing to be aware of and be open to because it's uh, that's how we're going to make a difference. That's how we're going to make it better. Right? All right, boys. Well, that should about do it for today. Thanks for joining us for yet another episode. Stay tuned. Tell your friends and neighbors and tease, please take stock of those defining moments in your life. So long for now. Remember to keep an open mind, but more importantly, an open bell. <laughs>